Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. And we are at the time is 6.09 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. One line open if you want to call and join our conversation uh, on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Let me, uh, let me give you a forecast, and then I'll take us to the phone lines. Like I said earlier in my opening monologue, we are in a, a lull. It's like the storm has subsided for a moment because uh, they're coming in waves. Very much like the word of God says, as a woman in travail, uh, the birth pangs of judgments are starting to happen. If you just listen to the news there on KFAX about the individual that tried to get into the water, uh, uh, the water line there in Florida and increase, uh, I forget what the chemical was, in order to, uh, to, to uh, make people sick. There you go. You've got individuals everywhere that are unhinged, wanting to create chaos and, and, and catastrophe in our world. And you should know by now that our governments appear to be efficiently on the job, but many of us know they're not. The only reason we are not dealing with more calamity, more chaos, more destruction is because God has kept a lid on humanity. He governs the hearts of every man. But whenever he wants to, he can allow an individual to behave in a fashion, get past the guards who may be asleep or watching porn or whatever the case may be, increase the levels of uh, of the chemicals that are designed to balance the pH in our water system and let them become toxic and poisonous. And what will that do to society? Incrementally make them much more compromised in their immune system. What will that do? It will facilitate them having a severe reaction to any kind of new virus that will come into our world. And we could have a whole long conversation on that. What am I suggesting that we do over the next year or two or three, particularly since the economists have virtually all agreed that we're on the brink of another collapse as we had in 2018. And I Believe it, I've been watching the, the, uh, the tea leaves. I have been engaging in discussion with people who have, uh, who have understood the market, understood our present uh, crisis, our uh, absolutely uh, outrageous uh, 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 deficit and debt as a society to, to the tune $20, $30 trillion, uh, unpayable. And, uh, and at some point, the suppression of the Fed, of the, uh, of the uh, interest rate right now by the Fed will give up. Right now, the interest rates are way low. Uh, and so we are, it's artificially kept down. But at some point, they will begin to rise interest rates. What, do, what does that mean? The, the experts say if you see interest rates rising, it's mean, it means that the digital currency system will be completely in place so that once the economy shows itself for what it is, in a mode of collapse, as other countries have collapsed 
over the years. Just do the research. They will flip the switch and virtually everybody will be on a digital currency system where the government controls your access to your money. You can read it, look it up for yourself. If you want to call it a conspiracy theory, you can. But I guarantee you, if you do just a little research, you'll discover that I am not blowing smoke. What would uh, some of the experts say, the monetary experts say, that you need to be right now able to handle or control your own income uh, to a reasonable degree? And I would encourage that. Have some financial, have some financial means on your persons, in your space, in your circle somewhere, because if we get to a place where the uh, computer systems are able to simply stop you from withdrawing money or sliding your card, at least you will have some currency on hand for that transition period, because it will be a transition period. It won't happen all at once in a full uh, fell swoop uh, on the whole world. It will happen incrementally. And looking at California, the way California is a model for the whole nation and the world, we are so over the top, extreme left. I just imagine that they would try that here in California first. So you, in order for you to have some independence and to negotiate any kind of period between uh, the collapse of the economy and a shift to the digital control, you want to do what you have heard many times before, have a certain amount of food prepared for yourself, uh, you know, long lasting, uh, durable food goods. You want to have a, a good portion of water for several months. You want to have some currency on hand and you want to think through the ability to maintain lighting, maintain uh, visibility. The other thing that I'm going to encourage you in, because all those other things are practical and you can look them up online, far more prescient people than myself have, uh, have prepared uh, opportunities for individuals to realize that the grid doesn't always work. The lights don't always stay on. We're starting to learn that. This is called a third world, second world status country. It just happens. And you have to be able to function off the grid. You just do. Uh, it's life around the world in third world countries. And you and I need to be able to do that. The other thing that I'm going to say, which is going to be extremely important now, and that is you and I need to learn how to have really, really good relationships with people. Uh, if you think that in a crisis where the lights go off, the government <clears throat> comes in and shows the real face of absolute control and tell you to be calm, but you're not going to be able to get your money out of your bank. Uh, and then there will be schedules for when you can go to the store and get your ration. This has happened multiple times around the world. If you think that people are just going to sit around and be calm, you're just not thinking. People in desperate situations become two things. They become self-serving. That's the law of self-preservation. That's their nature. And it's largely because they won't be, they won't have prepared. The second thing, and this is the most important thing I want to share with you. Make sure you're right with the right people. Make sure your relationship is right with the right people people. Don't be isolated. Don't be separated. Don't be a, an island to yourself. Don't be a God to yourself. Have a relationship with God. Have a relationship with good people and have a relationship with smart people. Don't be isolated. Have a relationship with good people. Have a relationship with smart people. They are preparing right now. 
They know alternative means of communication. They know alternative means of gathering. They know how to face the reality of what you and I are being under test for right now, which again has occurred in our world over and over and over again in third world countries or in South Africa or in different parts of the world. You just do the research. This is not uncommon in worlds where socialism and Marxism dominate. You want to know people. You want to know good people. You want to know wise people. You want to know strategically prepared people. You don't want to know paranoid people. Well, I'm here to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, particularly if you're believers in Christ, don't think isolation is the way to do it. It's about fellowship, quality fellowship with good people who have clear thinking, who understand how to pivot in times of chaos and crisis. I got to take a break. When I come back, we'll continue with your phone calls. Two lines open, one 367 We'll be right back. And we are back. The time is 626. We've got two lines open, one 367 Two lines open if you want to join the conversation on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line three and talk with Karen in Placerville. Karen, are you there? Yes, I am. Hold on. Let me try to get you off speaker. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Ah. We're good. I can hear you. You're not, you're not bad. Okay. Hi, Jesse. I'm, I have just wanted to thank you for your ministry. My husband and I have one of the benefits of COVID is that we can stay home and listen to you together. We, I usually have been listening by myself and, uh, I, it's just brought us together and got us on the same page since I've been so frustrated with our, the, the church we go to with pre-millennial dispensationalists, but mm-hmm. we go because the relationships with the people are so phenomenal. They're just really on fire. You know, the, the women's ministry is amazing. We, we meet every week. There's awesome. scripture. Deep, deep, we pray. Uh, our, our women's ministry leader is encouraging the, what you call the, the upline to the downline. Yes, ma'am. It's yes, ma'am. Wonderful. It's a, she's an amazing woman. You should see her her scripture memorization tool. She's got a thick, thick, thick uh, series of of index cards. You know, on a little ring, and they're all. They're all scriptures, like from the whole chapters, you know. Sure, sure, I, <laughs> I understand it. She talks the word of God, and she's an mm-hmm. encouragement. And that's why we go. Amen. Phenomenal. So I, I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love that. Uh, our women, our women need that support. You've been hearing me, Karen, talking about that. I'm trying to yeah. motivate my sisters to come out. This weekend, we have a good sisterhood too. COVID really did discombobulate a lot of people in that relation, in that regard, and we're hoping in 21 here now to um, recover that because we had some really good mo- momentum going with our daughters of grace uh, the year before last, and now that we are in 21, we want to get that started again. That the um, the personal, uh, physical gathering of the people of God, there is no substitute. No. We certainly no. understand COVID. We certainly understand liabilities and all of that, but there is absolutely no substitute. Let me ask you a question before you go ahead on and say what you have to say. Up there in Placerville, because I've got a couple of friends up there. In fact, I've got quite a few. Um, 
what is the what is the attitude up there with people in your community around uh, physical social gathering? You know, it's it's we've had our little um, our little surge. We've been hit, but people are not afraid. There, no one. We we go to church. No one's masked. Amen. Um, Amen. On the street, there's some people masked, but sure. it, it's we're walking free. We're in freedom. Yeah. So we're not yep. in the fear or the terror that I hear, like my children are in, I have four in the Bay Area. Yeah. And they're shocked at the yep. liberty we have here. They're shocked. And yep. they want to yep. do the mask policing and all that. They're shocked. <laughs> right. We, we, it's all conditioning. Uh, I stated yeah. that in my open monologue across the nation. It's not like this. It's not no, like this. No, it's- now, there's, there's some science here that I would be willing to concede and talk about in terms of the benefit of masks, but we need to make sure that we don't get wrapped up in the myth of it because the myth of the no. masks are being used to divide people and separate people, and it's really unkind and it's unwise. And I'm, so I'm glad that my brothers and sisters up there, just a good maybe 100 miles from here, maybe a little bit yeah, maybe a hundred miles are enjoying freedom in Christ. Yeah. So, what was your, your what was your uh, desire to to talk about today? I was really, I, Lord willing, Jesse. I'm going to be coming down because I do visit my children. I'm going to come Saturday for your for your uh, awesome grace. Oh, I'd love to awesome. meet you and meet some of these. You know, we love watching you all on TV, but we just love to, like you said, the face to face thing is completely different. And we'd love yeah. that. So, Lord willing, I'll, I'd, I'd love to come. And yeah. I, I'm just intrigued by your what you how you opened with uh, your 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 opening monologue where you talked about the mono, the the assault the enemy has on on women right. and their the image. And I I totally understand that. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. I, I'm I am shocked by feminists who don't understand how. How men are like the, the language that you could even use colonizing women's areas, right? I mean, that's right, right. It's shocking to me. Why don't they understand it? Why aren't they indignant? Why aren't they? Uh, instead, they're they're like women who do speak out, like uh, uh, the author of Harry Potter. Uh, I forget her name all the time. Right? No. Yeah. And many 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 women of that nature. What you're talking about, Karen, are women who did not get uh, contaminated by the virus of postmodern irrational thinking. So you've been tracking with yeah. me. You understand, you do understand that what we're dealing with is the delusion. This is Romans 1, 26 through 28. He gave them over to a reprobate mind. This is the delusion yeah. of postmodern irrational thinking. So whenever a woman, a female, a sister, black, white, whomever, I just love them all, when they open their mouth and they make sense, and that's the author of Harry Potter, as well as so many women across the world who recognize that what's been happening with the critical theory uh, methodology from the beginning, critical theory, critical women's theory, critical gender theory, critical race theory, all of it has been a Marxist socialist deconstructionist model of destroying the Imago Dei. And here we are now, as I warned a year ago, it would be the case. We would quickly sweep past white and black. That's just a kind of little smoke screen there. But the real battle is an assault on the Imago Dei, on the image of God. And our women are already suffering and they don't know it. And they need to support each other 
and pray for each other and largely our daughters and granddaughters behind us because you know we if this thing goes on another uh 10 years it's going to really be in their court how they are going to ne negotiate the uh the draconian and fascist and the horrible legal ramifications for rejecting uh transgenderism exactly yeah but you know what's so, so interesting, Jesse? This is an interesting thing that's happened to me. You, you talked about the theme of the Daughters of Grace being faith, not fear. And that, that's where I'm, because I, I am going down deep. I do uh, read my Bible every day and, and yes. pray and the Lord. Yes. And so I am, I'm flourishing. Amen. I'm flourishing, Jesse. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not Amen. foolish. We're preparing. We're, we do sure. have beans and rice. And I'm, yep. you know, you know. But I'm not afraid, and I feel like Esther, like, such a time as this. You know, this yep. is what I've been created for. I have a destiny, and I have a purpose, and God's prepared it for hand, and I'm not afraid. I'm actually yeah. sort of interested, and I'm, I'm listening, and I'm, I'm not asleep, like you said. I'm not asleep. I'm wide awake. and yep. saying, what now, Lord? What now? And I want to be yep. used by him. I want to use the last years of my life to first kingdom, and it's kind of, in a way, thrilling. Wow, what a privilege to be in such a time, you know? Someone I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Karen, Karen, you have actually grown a lot. I remember our first conversations a few years back, and there was uh -huh. some challenges you were going through. And I understood them because uh -huh. we, we actually come from a similar track of, uh, you know, yeah. homeschooling and raising babies and all that, which is a cool thing. My wife, would told, she would totally understand you as well. But you have... I really want to commend all the sisters out there listening to Karen, because this is really what I've been saying. You have to be really, truly committed to God's word so that it actually nurtures your soul in the midst of these chaotic times, because it becomes an insulation. Now you are more proactive than you would be trepidatious or fearful. And only the spirit of God can produce that kind of optimistic faith in our hearts. So I commend you for doing what God has called you to do. Delight yourself in his precepts so that he might cause you to understand his statutes in a way where you can be ready. Okay, Lord, all right, here it comes. You told us, all right, help me to be in a position to be a blessing to somebody. And that's where and we that's, all should be. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, I just want to say it, it. The faith comes at a great cost because it's come through much suffering, like you probably yeah. alluded to. And, yeah. and so it's not, it's not like some sort of, high in the sky thing it's 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 worked out through a lot of tears and a lot of thousands of years yeah yeah when you have eight children it it, it like and some of them oh, not not that's... not in the lord it's it's i, it can be I, I understand but that I, too. but i turn my face to jesus every time the fear grips me i turn my face to jesus and i say you know you know lord he that's hears right. my prayer, even though it's like an inarticulate thing, and, and he, right. he hears, and I'm comforted by that. So Amen. anyway, just to encourage them that there's hope. There's hope. All right. Bless you, girl. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yeah. Amen. Lord willing. <laughs> All right. Let me go to line number one and talk with Misty in San Francisco. Misty, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Jesse. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. What's going on out there? Hey. I got wrapped up in this conversation a bit. So I had a few things on my mind, and one of them was um, just evangelism, that that mm -hmm. has to take precedence over everything else. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, for 
percent of the people that's not what's happening. But that needs I, to be number one on our agree. list. I agree. I agree. I don't think I don't think we're prepared to do it. I don't I don't think we're prepared. I, I just don't. I don't. All right, but I mean, you know, nobody's prepared. The thing is, the fact is, when you're talking to people, what I see, I still see a lot of, um, what is the word? I had the word earlier, um, naivety. I yeah. mean, e even the yeah. woman that you were just speaking to, I, I saw a lot of in naivety. I mean, people have been sitting around, you know, in Bible studies, which is great because you get the word into you. But that doesn't really translate, uh, let's say, a life of Job or a life of uh, Jonah, uh, things like that. And, and now, like you said, we're dealing with these other things that are, that are going to come to pass. And the world has been being divided up for a very long time. This is not something new, but a lot of people think this is a new thing with COVID. There's been the division of the wheat and the tares for, I would say, decades. It's a slow burn, and it's been happening for a long time. So when you say, you know, group together with these good people and those good people and those good people, it's not always that way with people, because there's many people who are crying in the wilderness, and not everybody's married. I mean, you can group together with your wife and your kids, and you can have a hearth. But for a lot of people, that's not what's out there. You have the Lord, you have the staff of his truth, and you have the deception of the enemy that is trying to steal even the elect. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a big so whirlpool so of stuff that's going on. But the, the naivety to me, is, I mean, I guess is the hardest thing, because sometimes I'm swung back and forth, like, you know, batted around where you think you would have your feet planted, it's not always like that in a storm. You're going to be batted around for a while, and then you're going to go, oh, okay, let me regroup. Let me get more into the Word. Let me do this. Let me do that. But True. the thing is, you know, the, pe the, people that are girding, the people that are girding up, and who have girded up, I have to say, who have their shelter built and their food to go and all that stuff, I mean, uh, they're Mormons. Okay, and from what I understand, even though they're good people, they are going to hell. So, I mean, we got an entire world of Mormons. I would like to see some people try to go evangelize some of them. It is not easy. But the bottom line is, you're going to want to, you know, be saved in their shelter. Hey, can I get a little of that food? Can you help me out? But the point of the matter is, their doctrine is so twisted. So a lot of the things that we can do to try to help ourselves and think that we can save ourselves I mean, in a way, we are at the mercy. So it's you know it's it's complicated. It's just not. And though though you want to you want to strip the, the the word down and say okay let's 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 not make it complicated. Let's make it simple. Uh, we, he is the light of the world, and greater is the world that's in us. Uh, greater is he that's in us that's in the world. So we have to go back again and kind of get back to the basics. But the point is. There's still a lot of hard work. There's a lot of darkness, and there's a lot of, as you know, more darkness is prevailing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's going to take more warriors. I mean, for example, I don't even watch TV. Mm -hmm. But I mean, hey, I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you on, like, CNN. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, that may very well, you know, hey, that may very well happen. 
you know, I, we, I, here's how I'm going to put this. Uh, everything that you're saying, I completely concur with relative to uh, the heart of an evangelist. But what I try to tell the body of Christ all the time, and I'm saying this to you as well, that the gift of evangelism is not designed to mitigate against the gift of devotion, the gift of worshipers, the gift of the body in the different segments in which God needs us. A good evangelist knows how to sit in the house of God and be nurtured by the embers of men and women who are called to pray, who are called to levels of fellowship that are not the same as evangelism. The evangelist needs to know that because sometimes my evangelist brothers and sisters and my prophetic brothers and sisters and my apologetic brothers and sisters and my prayer warriors, they, 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 they stand at odds as if everybody ought to be like them. You know better than that. Um, so well, I'm not there taking are, there, are, there are different giftings. I mean, to God says the, the late, you know, the work is many, but there are few laborers. And now, concerning it's not evangelism, many though. No, concerning evangelism, we're, we're all called to do it, but only some of us are gifted at it. So we need to be extremely careful to know. Remember, David went to war, and there were some that was designed to stay back with the stuff, because you got to stay back with the stuff, because the enemy is coming right, on all but fronts. I, but I, think, but I, feel like, I feel like that's an excuse, because the thing is, even though I'm gifted at it, excuse. and God put the planet to seed upon me, it still doesn't mean that they're falling by the sword of the truth. They may be getting a piercing soul, but the thing is, is the heart are so hardened, and the yeah, mind but that's, is so You blinded. know that's up to, the not, salvation of people is up to God. You know that. Our job is to continue in well-doing, and we will reap if we faint not. And so the one thing that I do want to say, because I see the storm coming again, and I think about you and a whole lot of people that are actually out there in the trenches although we're in the trenches as well, because I could argue for how that, that design has always been that case. Luther would tell you, Zwingli would tell you, Knox would tell you, Huss would tell you, Wycliffe would all tell you. They would all tell you that it all works together and we cannot make one look better than the other. It just can't be done. No, what but we you know what, Jesse? There's a different call right now. There's, there needs to be more because there, because the need is greater, because the time of the end is closer. I, I think it's going to happen. need to be met. I think it's going to happen. Think about what's going on. I think I got one minute left. Think about what's going on, and this is what's, what's the burden of my heart. I think it's. I I think we're going to experience the stripping down. Uh, and I'm not a. I'm not one. I'm not one of these. <laughs> Look, I got eleven grandkids. I love them all. I would love for them to have just a wonderful, normal life. So I'm not one of these morbid fellas that rejoice in the evil day. I am not. I am not. God knows I'm not. I've, I've known a lot of foolish well, men who talk like that. Thing. They just have well, they just have food and they have land that they put aside and they've got you know a whole farms where they can go to and they have this and that. Well, and, so well, and they're going to open their and they're going to open church and you have a and they're going to open up, they're going to open up the door. Watch this now. This is what I wholeheartedly believe. I believe mm -hmm. that the people who have gone before us and have carved out safe spaces are being ordained by God to do so and are going to open the door. See, God is in control of everything. You know that. They're going to open the door for uh, people. Trust me, the Mormons are not going to open the door and say, yes, hey, all will. you Christians, come over here to my yes, farm. That's will. not going to happen. There are Listen, they're already doing it. See, I didn't want to get into this conversation with you in that regard, but I know Christians who are particularly ministering to the Mormons. Why do I say that? Because the Mormons are collapsing under postmodern 
uh, gobbledygook too. They're falling apart. If you did the studies, you would see, Misty, they're falling apart. They don't know what to believe. They're just like the unbeliever who doesn't know the Lord Jesus now. And that's a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. for men and women who are grounded in the word. This is what I am aware of. They're being evangelized in many quarters. You may not get them in Utah where the head of the seat of the beast is for them, but you're getting them out here in the uh, highways and the byways because yeah, but the they hard, know but I'm they saying the hardcore the hardcore ones only... that I know What's they, that? they will not turn they will not turn their ears or their away from their truth. I mean it's a very it's a stronghold. But okay, so, my, my main point, let's just say if we guys sit down to one point, if, uh, let's say we have um twenty thousand people in a room, let's take ten of them that have not gone forth and have them start evangelizing. Let's just see 100 in a month rise up and do it, because there's a lot of need to meet, and and, and these people still do not want God at all. All right, that has never stopped God from saving his elect. We're going to pray to that end. i got to take a hard break. God can do all things, and you know that. We'll be right back. And we are back, and uh, the time is 6.51. If you want to try to call, you may. Got about eight minutes. one 367 if you had a thought. Um, look here. I, I really do believe that we are entering into that, that stormy period that is unknown to Americans in the 20th and 21st century. Uh, 19th century, yes, Americans knew hardship, that was significant with all kinds of disasters in our country. Obviously, the years subsequent to the founding of a uh, of, of 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 the colonies and then America, uh, the same thing. Just a lot of devastation, a lot of lot of sickness, a lot of death, a lot of plagues, and things of that nature. You see two things occurring with people in difficult times, and this is where character is revealed. This is where I disagree wholeheartedly with my friend. Misty relative to what will occur when uh, when we are having to uh, share uh, communities in a time of emergency. And this has happened historically with believers. Sure, believers have been ostracized and uh, and uh, uh, quarantined and separated and abused on magnificent levels. But so has the unbeliever. So has the the person that doesn't believe God. Uh, just all kinds of uh, atrocities have occurred in the name of genocide for people who just were different in their uh, dialect, different in their skin color, different in their, their traditions, different in their values. Humanity, according to the word of God, uh, apart from the grace of God in Christ, is a wretched, wretched creature who in many ways is much more uh, self-destructive and socially destructive than even the animal world. But I really do believe that this will be a time where uh, true believers will be able to be a a beacon of light among people who are trying to get an understanding as to what's going on in our world where where they have a ceiling on their on their comprehension of things outside of uh, the sphere of of, uh, the, the media and uh, the, uh, the, uh, the internet, social media and the internet, where they have that kind of uh, lack of understanding of what we're going to be forced to do. And many of us are, are, are going to be forced to learn how to uh, 
negotiate and, and compromise and share and collaborate, and that's going to open the door. This is why God made the believer to be uh, as gentle as lambs, as wise as serpents. Why? Because when people get tired of the factions of hostility and rage and battle and the political blue and the political right, and certainly when people get tired of being trapped by the postmodern narrative of, uh, of uh, a, an insane utopian uh, 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 mythological uh, reality that only becomes dystopian, then they'll be wide open once again, at least for the consideration of a worldview that understands a transcendent God that has created a portal for many women to escape uh, from a, a standpoint of faith and belief in the propositions of the gospel of the grace of God in the person of Christ coming into the world in the incarnation and to be the mediator between God and man, not in the sense of saving us from difficulties in this world, but from saving us through difficulties as a consequence of saving us from our sins. What a lot of people are going to see as things come down more, more, uh, more uh, draconianly, uh, is that they are sinners. Uh, and we don't see that while we're living in this, what is called vanity fair. Uh, we don't see that while we're engaged in what is called the enchanted city. Christians don't see that. People who profess to be believers don't see it. They're living in a, in a la-la land, hoping that just one day it'll all go back to normal and don't want to face the fact that uh, resets have occurred historically uh, across America, Europe, Asia, uh, Africa, India, and certainly the Middle East, the Roman Empire down through the Palestinian area, resets have occurred over and over again. I taught this a few weeks ago that we have resets given to us in the Bible. The fall of mankind was a reset. The Babylonian Tower was a reset. The days of Noah was a reset. The days of Israel coming out of Egypt was a reset. The devastation of Israel under the Babylonian captivity was a reset. Israel's destruction in A.D. 70 was a reset. The Roman Empire being destroyed in the 7th century was a reset. Uh, being destroyed again or, or, or broken up by the first millennium is a reset. We go through these times. And as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, 18, and 19, uh, uh, I will build my church upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail whatsoever things you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven whatsoever things you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven this is the authority that the true church has to share the gospel in cooperation with the spirit of God in a world that continues to go through convulsions and major shifts politically, socially uh, domestically and therefore spiritually. We are in the beginning and brink of that kind of shifting. We don't want to face it, but it's factual, particularly when you look at all of the stratums, economic, political, uh, 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 now biological. And we've already known this for decades that we're moving into a realm of biological warfare. And that's where we are. And these are the destabilization markers that the word of God has laid out would occur. The believer has to be deeply rooted in Christ to handle the winds and have, has to be deeply insulated by the spirit of God to engage the overall virus of lies 
and manipulation and coercion and destructive uh, dissemination of uh, uh, fearless, uh, abominable uh, uh, doctrines of devils as Revelation 13 lays it out. And he shall open his mouth in blasphemies. So powerful he will be that he will have the vast majority of the world going, who can make war with the beast? And this is what you guys are seeing when you talk with people, people who are already capitulating to the beast, who don't know how to make war with the beast, don't know how to pray, don't know how to seek God's throne, don't know how to assault, if you will, the, the, the altar and ask God to give us revelation, give us insight, give us strategies, give us wisdom, give us perseverance, give us prudence, give us the kind of boldness in Christ to lovingly but boldly tell the truth, knowing that there are consequences for it because our world is becoming uh, much more intolerable of biblical truth. But as Jesus survived and the early church survived, so the church in the 21st century can survive, but she is going to have to be utterly rooted and grounded in the one true and living God and his son, Jesus Christ. I'll see many of you on Saturday. The rest of you will see next Monday. Until then, keep your eyes on Christ.